from Wyoming Public Media. This, this, this is this is spoken 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 words spoken words. This is spoken words. I'm Micah Schweitzer. Writing under that name gave me a this sort of secret identity, this new identity. I could be somebody different. I didn't have to be restricted to this poor kid that grew up in the middle of Wyoming in various trailer parks. In this episode, we're hearing from Tom Johnson. By day, Johnson serves as chief performance officer for the Wyoming Business Council. He's an accountant, a husband, a father. But by night, Johnson embarks on a wildly different career. For the last 15, 16 years, most people that know me across the state know me as the guy who does economic development, uh, community centers, grants, infrastructure, public finance. And so even the governor doesn't, doesn't know. So this will be a shock to him and others, I'm, I'm sure. In his spare time, Johnson is a poet, writing and publishing more than 100 poems under a pen name. He'd been fascinated with poetry from an early age, but grew up in circumstances that made a writing career difficult to imagine. I think I knew from when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I think the first time I had heard Dylan Thomas read uh, a poem, it just transfixed me. And so I, I knew then I just loved the sounds of, of words together. And, and I had to do something. I grew up very, very poor uh, in central Wyoming on the reservation. My mother had me when she was 15. My father was a truck driver. I remember in 1979, the murder of my grandmother uh, in Jeffrey City. Uh, she was living in a trailer park. My uh, step-grandfather was, was an alcoholic, and he came home one night and, and shot her. And it made big news at the time in, in Wyoming. I, I think it was in the Casper Star Tribune. Uh, and so when you, when you grow up in that kind of environment, you don't get exposed to a lot of literature or, or culture. So the reason I was able to get out, if you will, is I could simply throw a baseball faster than, than everybody else. He got an athletic scholarship to the University of Wyoming, but eventually his love of poetry and literature won out. I remember my high school teacher, Christine Watney, she was an English teacher at Riverton High School. I remember she, she kept saying, Mr. Johnson, you have such a gift for literature, you should think about this. And I, of course I never did. I just wanted to be a baseball player at the time. So anyway, I came to the University of Wyoming, promptly injured my arm. Uh, they cut the baseball program a couple years later. And so at that point I uh, started writing uh, short stories. And then I had written some plays and they won some awards. I studied with um, one of the playwrights here at the university, Bill Stribe. Johnson was accepted to the UCLA Film School to study screenwriting, but something held him back. I sort of think maybe I was afraid of success at the time, and I was scared of what that looked like, you know, growing up in Wyoming. So I came back and got married. So, you know, I was back in Wyoming with an English literature degree and trying to find a job. The, the prospects weren't uh, very, very great. And so at that time, I sort of just ditched writing altogether. I think I was 20, 22 or 23. I just gave it up, cold turkey. I ended up getting a master's degree in finance. And so I got a good job, I have two sons. And I remember about the age of 35, 36. I'm 44 now, so that's about eight years ago. I remember sitting there and something was missing. You know, you walk out to the parking lot at night after a day of, of working and, you know, you've accomplished a lot of things, but there's just some sort of emptiness kind of sitting inside you. You don't really know what it is. Can't put your your finger on it, so I became depressed and I couldn't couldn't really figure out why. Eventually, I realized that if I didn't get that part of me back that was writing and, and specifically poetry, I just felt like I was going to die. There, there was this part of me missing, you know. 
So, you know, being an accountant, being in my job, doing finance, working at the business council, it, you know, it's, it's a noble thing and, it, and I do a lot of good work for people, but it wasn't who I was at the core of, of, of myself. And so I, I knew that I had to start writing again. And he's written prolifically. He estimates he's written a poem a day for the last three or four years, often about painful subjects. I used to think of my background, you know, growing up poor and, and all the challenges as a um, hindrance. You know, I was always down about the fact that I'd grown up in such tough circumstances. But when I started writing poetry, I realized, you know, that's actually a gift. There aren't a lot of people who have that background who, you know, they don't have the experience of having, you know, your dad and mom get you up in the middle of the night to tell you your grandmother's been shot and, and murdered or another time getting up in the middle of the night and having to leave your, your house because your dad just lost his job in the oil and gas industry and uh, you've got to go live with grandma because the house is getting foreclosed on. Even during the period he didn't write, he read poetry almost nonstop. I think I've probably read every poem that, that William Stafford has ever written. Um, maybe every poem that Robert Bly has, has ever written. Uh, I devoured Emily Dickinson, the collected works. I realized at one point, listen, I could probably go home every night and watch reruns of Breaking Bad or Friends or, you know, the next season of Walking Dead. And that would be a fine life. You know, a lot of folks do that. But... For me, I, I have to, to read poetry, you know, almost every day. And, and, and frankly, I have to write it, too, or I'll, I'll just be a mess. But when Johnson decided to start sending out his poetry to journals and magazines, he hesitated to use his own name. And while he may not be up to date on The Walking Dead, TV did play a role in choosing his pen name. You know, when you just decide to, to do something that's so contrary to what people know you in your, in your public life, you sort of face this dichotomy of, 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 do you write as, as you, or, you know, what, how do you do this? Even though I had all this experience and this, this growing up poor, I felt like I still, ne I needed to do something different to be something different. And so one night I was, I was sitting there and, and, and a rerun of the show Sex and the City was on and, uh, Carrie Bradshaw is the main character in there. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays that character and, and her, and her boyfriend is named Aiden Shaw. And so I just, on a whim, grabbed the first name Aiden. And I remember as a kid, my favorite poet was Dylan Thomas. And so I just took the name Aiden and the last name Thomas, and I put them together. The pen name has given him freedom not just to publish, but also to explore many aspects of his life through poetry. Writing under that name gave me a sort of secret identity, this new identity. I could be somebody different. I didn't have to be restricted to this poor kid that grew up in the middle of Wyoming in various trailer parks between Jeffrey City and Pavilion. And, and so as Aiden Thomas, I could be fearless. I could write anything. I could, nobody knew who I really was. I, I could send out poem after poem and face the rejection slips uh, over and over again. I could write about these themes and of, of poverty and, you know, being in a blue collar family, the angst of fatherhood. I could, I could just write all these things as this different character. You know, I was the same guy every day, but I, this different name gave me this ability to just feel different and, and really crank out uh, the poem. So it's strange, you know, some days I, I feel like I'm Aiden Thomas, uh, this made up character, uh, this pen name. And, and some days I'm Tom Johnson, the, the kid that 
was so shy when I was five, I couldn't even order off a menu. I'd have to ask my sister to order for me at a restaurant. Over the last year, however, Johnson has started to come out from behind his pen name. Up to that point, even most of his family didn't know his secret. But he let it slip to his friend Shannon Smith of the Wyoming Humanities Council, and she wouldn't let up until he showed her his poetry. When she found out that I write poetry, she said, oh my God, I have to see this stuff. And so I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed for several months. And finally, I showed her a couple of the journals that I'd published in, and she said, you have to do this speech. Wyoming Humanities puts on storytelling events across the state called Insight. Each event is centered on a different theme and features Wyomingites telling brief stories set to slideshows. Smith asked Johnson to do one of these speeches and come out as a poet. I said, that scares the hell out of me. I, I don't know if I can do this. So for after a couple of weeks, she kept bugging me. And I thought, okay, at some point, somebody's going to find out that I write poems. Can't hide it. They may judge me, but I'm going to do this. So I gave this talk. I think there was about 300 people in the audience. Maybe there was five. I don't know. I was so nervous, frankly. I don't even know how many people. I think there was probably somewhere in the middle. And so I gave this talk in five minutes about creating my pen name, casting off the shackles of my past, creating this new identity, writing, publishing, and what I had learned and I think I ended the talk by encouraging everybody to create their own pen name and, and do the same thing and be what they wanted to be when they, when they grew up. Uh, I think people were clapping. I'm, I'm not really sure. It was all a blur to me. Shannon told me it went over really, really well. So I, I thought, gosh, uh, I had folks come up to me and said, hey, I, I heard your talk or I was in the audience or someone told me about this. And, and so then I felt like, okay, I, maybe I can come out as a poet, maybe maybe there's a place for me. Maybe I can have both these identities in the day I can help communities get grants for, for uh, community centers and, and be an economic development professional and, and help the governor and the legislature. And, and, and maybe at night I can go write these, these poems and uh, maybe I can have both those lives and it's okay. Being more open about his poetry has had a significant impact on Johnson's life. So I've tried to embrace it, and it's been fun, and I feel finally like, I don't know, like I've earned something, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, you know, my dad was a truck driver, and I remember he and my mother would say, don't be like us, you've got to get out, you've got to get an education and get a job, and be a lawyer or a doctor or something useful. And I, and I felt like I did that, but but now I feel like, you know, I've actually done what they've asked, and what they wanted of me, and, and they're proud of me, but now I feel like I'm really being myself. The reveal hasn't been entirely positive. Sometimes I find myself now pulling back a little bit because it's like, okay, now people know who I am. So when they read this poem, what are they going to think? For example, what will my mother and father think when I write a poem about growing up? Um, you know, in these tough circumstances? Are they going to be upset? Are they going to be mad? Uh, what, what will happen when my son Tristan, who's 18, he's about to graduate from high school, what happens when he reads or hears about a poem uh, that his dad wrote about, you know, him? So I feel more responsible now, but I still think having that pseudonym and the identity allows me still to continue to be what, what I am. And I remind myself, you know, writing poetry isn't something that 
requires you to censor yourself or, you know, think about how it's going to be perceived uh, politically or, or right by anybody specifically. You know, you're at the end of the day, if you're not writing poetry because you have to, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. And so I get up every day because I have to do this stuff. And so it's going to come out one way or the other. In poems about Wyoming, Johnson often focuses on the ocean-like beauty and desolation of the land. Here's a poem called This Prairie Shore. There's a sky in central Wyoming where the world looks through from the other side, and in the looking finds a way back to itself. Seashells hide inside those clouds. Put your ear to the wind, and you'll hear oceans breaking across the earth in circles. The circles join us to each other. If you were here with me, we'd walk the length of this prairie shore. We'd leave our words behind and stare out at the tides, red and purple and billowing in return. Somewhere on an ocean shore, lovers find different clouds, twisting and wrapping around themselves like bodies of sagebrush. The sea salt wind carries a memory of Wyoming and sweet grass rain. It's nearly evening or it's nearly morning, impossible to tell. The clouds are seas that connect us, the wind a circle to ourselves. And here's Johnson reading Driving Across Wyoming. Sometimes the earth holds out its cherished things for those who pay admission. We watched from the highway to see if those sunset myths were true. Stretched across the shadows, the ancient light held itself suspended above the mountains and invited a path into ourselves. We chased that glow over the horizon, then found it still warm inside for hours. We stopped when the glow went out somewhere near Crowheart and watched the stars lift off their twilight veil. Those lanterns swing through the universe, the wind over the prairie grass, the world before our eyes and ears were opened. You can find more of his poetry at AidenThomas.com. That's A-D-E-N Thomas.com. And he's got a new collection just published called What Those Light Years Carry. If you haven't yet, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. That will help other people find spoken words. This episode was produced by Annie Osborne. I'm Micah Schweitzer. Spoken Words is a collaboration between the University of Wyoming's MFA in Creative Writing program and Wyoming Public Media.